Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. Now, let's join our host for today. Hello and welcome to the Spurs News Podcast. This is our first one. Uh, I am Sam and I'm joined by my co-host this week. It is Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm very well, my friend. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. So, so this is new. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is new. Um, uh, basically, anyone listening, uh, we are from the Facebook page Spurs News uh, on Twitter, Spurs News six nineteen sixty one. But yeah, we we uh, talked about a few things recently. What we can do different for next season, and one of the suggestions was a podcast. And me and you, Matt, we we either got the the short straw or the long straw. Which do you think? Well, I don't think any others really volunteered, did they? To be honest, <laughs> no, no, it's true. It was kind of like, yeah, that's a great idea, and everyone said that is a great idea. And then me and Matt went, "Who's going to do it then?" And everyone went, "Well, you guys carry you on." Guys. <laughs> I think I, I think they're trying to say I've got a face for radio. I'm not going to speak for you, but I think that's what they're trying to direct me towards. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I'm probably the same, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're cruel in mocking the pair of them. Uh, but basically, we got uh, an admin team for Spurs News. There's four of us. Um, me, Matt, uh, another lad called Dan and a lady called Laura um, we're the ones behind it so if you see a comment on the page and the initials are SJ at any point that's me um, so now you know who you're aiming abuse at <laughs> um, and Matt, you know, MC I tend to be a bit more I tend to kind of put comments that normally, unless unless it's been a really poor result and I get annoyed with all the comments, I try to yeah. kind of be a little bit friendly and less confrontational. Well, I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm not confrontational. <laughs> oh, no, I you're just, not. You're not. I, I just sometimes think, how can you possibly have that opinion? I do <laughs> I do have one of my favourite expressions, though, and I do always try to just sort of think, hey, everyone's got an opinion, but my favourite saying is, you know, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one, and some of them stink. Yeah, absolutely. There yeah. you go. I, um, I think I think the thing the problem I find is opinions and opinions, but some of the things people say are just you know. Nah. Well, <laughs> what aggravates me if someone states I think this more often, even if I don't agree, I'll be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. This is my point of view. That's a discussion. I got no issue with that. What aggravates me with social media more than anything nowadays is that people don't state opinion as opinion. They state it like it's fact. Absolutely. And more often than not, they even write it in capital letters. Like all of a sudden, <laughs> if you write the word fact, that suddenly makes what you've said true, and it, it just doesn't. Absolutely. We live in a we live in a Donald Trump world, my friend. But we're <laughs> yeah. going to steer so well clear of that whole debate. Let's let's just stick to something far less controversial, like Tottenham. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, a little bit of introduction. Then we talked about where we're from. We talked about the the Spurs news page. Over fifty four thousand people on that page. So uh, yeah, that's crazy. Thank you for that. Uh, we started it a few years ago. I think it was about three years ago now. Me and Dan. Um, and we had literally no one. We literally started with me and him as the first two people who liked the page. So we've obviously done something, right? Um, but uh, myself, uh, as many people might notice, my accent isn't that of someone from North London. Um, I, I'm actually from Bristol, which a few people probably would have worked out. Uh, sound like a cross between a farmer and a pirate. 
But uh, basically, the reason why I follow Tottenham, um, because I get asked that quite a lot, is simple, really. My grandfather was from North London. Uh, he grew up there, a uh, massive Tottenham fan. He moved out during World War II. Uh, his, he was in the Marines, and they were based in the southwest. Uh, he met a woman when he came back from the war and stayed there. Uh, my father was born, I was born, but we've all been Tottenham fans ever since. And... It's the true way that Tottenham expand their fan base, really, which is uh, breeding. That That's it. Because um, <laughs> people aren't following us for the glory. I know that. <laughs> uh, and, and, you're, and your good self, Matt, how did you come to to worship at the Church of Tottenham? Well, it's quite funny because I'll follow on from that because I'm, I'm a Spurs fan because of indoctrination from my dad. <laughs> yes, there we go. See? Uh, I bet everybody listening is there thinking, yep, that's pretty much it, and I've never that's forgiven them for it. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, I mean, I, you know, I sort of think back to my early, earliest memories of, you know, supporting Spurs, you know, yeah. with my dad taking me and watching it on television, and there's been some great memories. I know yeah, we had the, yeah, the massively. I call it the dark days, the sort of the mid-90s to the mid-noughties, <laughs> but, you know, before that we, we had, see, I, I remember going back as far as, 86, 87, when Clive Allen had that phenomenal, phenomenal season, 49 yeah. goals in a season, which is, you know, nowhere near been beaten before yeah. and afterwards. And then I, I do remember as well, my dad took me to see uh, see us play Derby. It was just after the um, the World Cup in '90, so we had yep. Gaza, and he scored that amazing hat trick with the two free kicks. Yeah, and I just. From then on, that was it. I was completely well, and utterly hooked. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, you the first team really in my, uh, you know, family had obviously sat me down in front of Tottenham and you know taken me to various things, but it was the nineteen ninety one team. Uh, my first ever Tottenham game was the FA Cup semi final against Arsenal or Gaza with that free oh, kick. Just amazing. Um, I still remember it because I, one of the silliest things, everyone who's ever been to a football match knows at some point in your life or possibly every time you go, you're stood next to a right negative git. <laughs> and so my first ever game, I, I mean, I must have been, what, eight, eight years old or something like that. It's the FA Cup semi-final. The first ever one held at Wembley Stadium. Gaza lines at that free kick were, what, five, six minutes in? And this bloke in a row in front, all he's, I just remember it clear as day, just went, Oh, he's gonna have a shot. Typical selfish Gaza does <laughs> all about him. Anyway, he smashes it in, and everybody went mental. And just as it goes quiet, I just heard this one lone miserable git voice go, "So lucky." <laughs> <laughs> it's no pleasing some people. Is no, it? <laughs> no, and and that has stuck with me my whole life. You know, 30, thirty-five years old now, and every time I go to a game and I hear oh. someone, I remember that bloke. And I just said, yeah, every time I go, there's always one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a bit about us then. Um, so, really, uh, this podcast is our first one. We want to talk about the 2017-2018 season. It's a bit of a review. Um, and I'm going to hand over to you, really, my friend, because you're the man with the notes on this. So, yeah, well, it's, so it's, take it's, it away. It's been all, like it's been almost a month now since the season yep. finished, which is amazing. I can't believe yeah. it's been that long Give, already. It gives us a bit of time to decompress. and Yeah. Let, let some of the emotions go. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> well, well it, it it kind of it started, didn't it? Really, with the the, the talk of you know our Spurs going to make it into the top four, yep. and you know they because obviously we were playing a home in inverted commas games at Wembley, and <laughs> what fun! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it, <clears throat> I, I mean, I, I, I've said, we've had conversations about this, and I still felt 
although the, the, our record the year before was, you know, in the Champions League was pretty poor, I still felt like as long as we kind of play to how well we can play, then we shouldn't have any problems. Yeah. And it and it did kind of the season did the first game did start off quite well, didn't it? We had that good two nil victory up at Newcastle. Yeah, well, we didn't really play that well, but I always say, you know, you start the season with a win, doesn't matter how you play, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's kind of like, it's like your first day back at work after a holiday, you're not quite sure what you're doing there, really. Yeah, of course, and, and you know, they're, the, the fitness levels come into it, doesn't it? And, yeah. And, and, and like you say, they, they, you know they've had a few they've had a few months out, so just getting into that kind of obviously you've got the friendlies beforehand, but yeah, you know you, no, you, they're nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we had that friendly week before, didn't we? And it was just a kind of a no show really with for the fans, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Juventus game. Yeah, I didn't go. Oh, but no. <laughs> what? Well, what they priced the tickets like it was a bloody cup final. I don't yeah. know any. And then they cut the price right towards the end and run, refunded people the difference. But to be honest with you, I, I stuck two fingers after that. Yeah, cheeky yeah. buggers. Anyway, yeah, you I were don't saying. think he was the only one. But yeah, <laughs> then we so so we had the the the, the next the next game was at home, and uh, you know, lucky enough, it was being a I'm a season ticket holder. Now. That was my first. This was my first season as a season yeah. ticket holder. So the excitement levels. I'm um, go to the first game with a it's a Spurs flag sitting on everyone's chair. Yeah, and. The atmosphere was fantastic, you know, and everyone was buzzing because obviously we'd got a quite a good result up at Newcastle, yeah. and it was it kind of felt a little bit flat, really, didn't it? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I there I, I cannot work out what it is when it comes to Wembley and us, and over this season we've proved we can play really well there and win there against good teams. Yeah, absolutely. But for whatever reason, there seems to be a couple of teams who just have something on us. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or for whatever reason, just felt more at ease. I don't know, but yeah. that that game should never have lost that game. No, and and my recollection from it because I was where I sit, where I sat uh, last mm. season was just behind that goal where Alonso scored that winner. Yeah, and my recollection was we like you know we we always kind of especially under Pochettino we play quite a lot from from the back, don't yeah, we? And we do. Yeah. I seem to remember this just misplaced. Uh, was it as of a pass yeah, from Sanchez? Yeah. And you're like, oh no, please, no. Oh, great. Basically, um, yeah, I mean, basically with that, you had a misplaced pass to Wanyama. Um, right. And Wanyama basically miscontrolled it, which is very rare for him. Yeah. And of course, we then found out afterwards that he was suffering massively with injury. And the whole season, in essence, he suffered massively with injury. Yeah. Um, which I think probably contributed to what happened there but yeah I, I remember after that first Wembley game and going into it feeling the positivity looking at the atmosphere and thinking wow this season could be really special if we perform and then the feeling afterwards when we lost and I remember reading the reactions on the page and just general feeling everyone was convinced we'd be there were some pillocks saying if we play like that we'll get relegated Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the vast majority of people were look forget top four top half uh yeah. and which even even in my darkest moment of that defeat I, I wasn't thinking that i was thinking well no i i still think we're going to be up there challenging for the top four but it is not going to be the same as it was last season i mean white art lane we turned into an absolute fortress teams hated going there 
Yeah, and obviously something that was talked about quite a lot as well was the pitch size. You know, we we was yeah. able to play that kind of real pressing. You know, we yeah. was like a pack of wolves every time. Yeah, the, you know, the, the opposition had the ball, and you can't do that at Wembley. It's, it's impossible. No. You know, if you did that over ninety minutes, you'd, you you wouldn't be able to walk off the pitch, would you? No, I mean it was it was a fear of mine that Pochettino would try and do it because he did it in the Champions League the year before, and teams played through us, and you know our Champions League campaign. Uh, was awful, you know, the season before, and we just didn't look like the same team at Wembley. We looked like a, you know, a deer in the headlights. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, mate. I, I yeah, no, no. In. <laughs> well, it didn't get much better, did it? Because the next game we had that that last minute equaliser against Burnley, and then yep. I was starting to not kind of. <laughs> I, I was still... Oh, admit it, you had doubts. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best to stay positive, I really do. I, I, I've always, I've, I may have mentioned this to you before, but you know, I, I love my dad to bits, but he's, yeah. he's, um, by nature, he's very negative. And normally, when you have some, when you have something like that to push against, it kind of makes me kind of um, try to go the other way. So I try yeah. to be really yeah. positive, like you know, but. Yeah, that when that goal went in, I remember just walking back, thinking, right, okay, maybe maybe a top half finish will be <laughs> good after all, yeah. you know. But we're, the, the good thing was, I mean, obviously we was, you know, we we beat Everton the next game, and we when we was, you know, doing quite well away, uh, w- which was kind of keeping us there or thereabouts. But the, the home form was just terrible, wasn't it? Because obviously yeah. we drew we drew the next game against Swansea, and then it, well, that was I mean, that nil nil. Yeah, it? just oh, a dire what? dire game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I actually look looking into the. You know, when I was having a look at the the, um, the fixtures and the results over the season, I didn't realise it was only until the 14th of October we got our first uh, home win against Bournemouth, which was only yeah. a one-nil game yeah. that we scraped. But I didn't realise it took us that long to get us the first home win. And of the that season. that Bournemouth game, they could have equalised in like the 91st minute as well. Yeah. I remember it clear as day. It was mm. so close to going in. Um, yeah, we we really. <laughs> Over the season, we put in so many performances at Wembley that it's very easy to forget. At the start of the season, we looked awful. Yeah, we did absolutely. Yeah, see what 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 made us all forget about it though was the Liverpool game, which came towards yes. the end of October. Oh, what let's, a guy! Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Please, one. Let's can for, we forget the rest of it? So Liverpool. Um, I don't know about you, man, but when I was growing up, Liverpool were a team I didn't have any ill feelings towards. Really, I I always kind of thought played decent football the vast majority of the times um the the former players that are like alan hansen and stuff like that for me were the voice of football um i put match the day on he was the guy whose opinion i wanted to hear um so I, you know I, I didn't support him or follow him but i didn't you know i didn't see anything wrong with liverpool um this season for whatever reason Liverpool fans seem to just want to argue with us all the time. And uh, have you found this as well, or is it just me? You see, this this is my this is my theory on it. Uh, okay, we've, we've we've kind of um, especially towards the end of the season, and obviously we you know we'll discuss the the, the game at Anfield a bit later. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. But it's a bit like. I, th- I think it's a bit like the West, the way the West Ham fans are towards us. Isn't I mean, obviously we're both London clubs, so there's yeah. the rivalry there. But there's a and I've experienced this. Uh, I used to uh, years ago. I used to well, only last year, but for a, lo- a number of years, I worked for uh, for a transport company in London. Yep. So there was lots of um, fans of different um, Lon- London, mostly London clubs. You had obviously the Man United fans, but you're going to get get everywhere in the country. You are, yeah. But <laughs> but the um, the West Ham fans just had this real special kind of hatred for us, real hatred. Yeah. And 
I think what it comes down to is that with there's been so many games uh, over the last few years where it's just uh, we've inflicted such a sickening defeat on them you know if yeah. you look at that one where we beat them 4-3 when Stal Terry got that last minute winner and you had the Love bell the bell one and, yeah. and 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 I think it's a little bit like that with Liverpool because that they kind of they they I think they almost expect you know we've had the odd uh, victory against them in the last sort of 20 odd years but normally yeah. they play Spurs and you know we and if, if it, we get a draw, then we're happy. But it's normally a, a Liverpool it, win. So it wasn't that long ago they were smashing us. I yeah, mean, absolutely. Uh, the, the season when they had Suarez there, and we had AVB as manager and Tim Sherwood, which you know I'd still twitch when I think about that. <laughs> um, they, I mean, what was it like four nil, five nil? I mean, the only positive was you know AVB got booted after one of them. But yeah, that's just my opinion. I know many people loved him. Not me. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were smashing us left, right and centre. Now, possibly because they didn't see us as rivals, perhaps. And then this season, we gave them an absolute hiding at Wembley 4-1. And, yeah. and I mean, they were lucky to get one, really. Um, yeah, Salah's brilliance yeah. is the only reason. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't get it. I really don't. Because... I always, you know, there are a lot of fans on Twitter I talk to about from other clubs, and there's even some gooners on there who are less annoying than Liverpool fans. I'd agree with you. I'd agree I with have you. no idea where it's yeah. come from. Either. It is, it is, it's, you kind of, I think you've almost touched on it. It's that kind of, they, they want us to, they see our place as, yeah. you know, lower than them. So the yeah. fact we've kind of caught up, and I mean, I, I, I think I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think. I've heard somewhere like the last eight out of the last ten seasons we've finished above them. We so, have, yeah. So it's, it hurts them, doesn't it? It clearly I think, hurts I them. I think it must do, yeah. I think it must. Um, one thing I want to touch on just very quickly because it's Liverpool related. I just want to talk about Mo Salah. Yeah. That bloke had a phenomenal season. Anyone who's into football, regardless of which club you support, possibly Everton fans won't feel this, but you're just going to sit back and go, yeah, the guy's had an amazing season. I don't understand why... I'm not reading any headlines or any stories that say, is he a one-season wonder? Mm. Is it because he's not English? Because I remember when Kane had that breakout season, which wasn't as amazing as this Salah one, you know, the Salah, I mean, 40-odd goals, breaking the record, that's, you know, wow, what an amazing season. But everyone seems to now be saying, well, you know, there's Ronaldo, Messi and Salah. And I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. If he does it next year, then I will hold my hands up and I'll say, yeah, the guy's hit a level, you know. But anyone, you know, you just talked about Clive Allen banging in 49 goals in a season. If he'd done that the year after and the year after that, year after that, he'd be down as one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But he didn't. He had no. one amazing season for us and, you know, that's it. That's what he's yeah. remembered for, you know, bits and pieces. But... So I, I don't understand that. I don't get... Is it just the press here? If you're English, we need to say, look how great you are, but you could still be crap because that's just the way the press are with our youngsters. Or yeah. is it... I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. I, I think that... Yeah. It, it, I mean, you've only got to look at the Raheem Sterling uh, thing recently. Yeah, and, and yeah. They just loved... It's it's like... It's like... Before, you know, we, we, the, the World Cup's coming. You, you think... The, the 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 press the media everyone to get behind uh, the team but nah, it just seems they they're trying to. at every angle to kind of you know 
put put a damper on everything and kind of harm our chances, you know. Uh, unfortunately, mate, it's the stuff that sells. You got to remember journalism, and I'm doing air quotes as I say journalism <laughs> because I don't think it exists anymore. Um, is is clicks now? The fact that news is distributed by website clicks more than you know newspapers and things like that now. It's all clickbait, you know. Raheem does this as a headline. Someone a click on it, like, whoa, what's he done? And then you realise the story is, oh wow, he bought a coat. Oh, <laughs> brilliant, you know. And and you just uh, the thing that I've really liked about this actually is almost universally now, I am seeing the papers getting abuse for the stories they're putting out for him, and people are now becoming aware of this you know it's like some sort of agenda against the kid and i got no feelings about him one way or another but when i looked over some of the stories that have been put out is like headline news about the lad and you just think what the hell what mm. possible i mean there was one bloody story that he had a pasty from greg's <laughs> i mean that that, that was that was a four paragraph story that got done with like a picture of him walking out of greg's i'm thinking Seriously, I, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I see. I, th- I think what, what, what the the reason why there's the backlash and the reason the the way the backlash is able to happen is Twitter and Facebook. You know, but whereas yeah. before, you know, the, the the press could put out what they like and you could talk to your mates about if you did, you know, who if you disagree with it or not. But you've got people on social media and, and you know you, you look you look on. I mean, maybe I'm just kind of um, it's an echo chamber for me when I look on when I look on my Twitter feed. But yeah. completely like you know. It's just over the top, disgusting. I mean, the, the guys, the, you know, you got Piers Morgan of all people criticising oh, it, who no. supports a team that's got a cannon on their badge. I mean, the, the <laughs> sheer hypocrisy of it. <laughs> oh, don't no. Piers Morgan's the biggest weapon in the world. I no, no, no. We've we've got the Piers Morgan. Let's go back to talking about our season. Yeah, right, so, so we smashed Liverpool. It was just fantastic. Two new up after twelve minutes. And do you know yeah. what the the best thing for me was yeah. seeing Lovren getting trudged off at out uh, in the thirty minute mark because he was just absolutely yeah. out of his depth, wasn't he? We're, worth pointing out, their fans went after him so badly he had to delete himself off social media for a <laughs> Brilliant. time. Yeah, yeah, that's the Liverpool fans just putting that out there again. But yeah, yeah. Lovren got absolutely destroyed by yeah. Kane. Not for the first time in his career, won't be the last. Um, yeah, man, that game was great. But that you're right, I think that was a turning point because I think smashing Liverpool in that regard, the whole team afterwards went, look, we can do this. Yeah, absolutely. And you, and you know what, it, it, what followed it in the Champions League? Go. Real Madrid three one. I mean, the confidence was high, wasn't it? You know, yeah. that was, was that was that the next game? No, it was in beginning of November. The Madrid game, wasn't it? Yeah, wow. But, yeah. But we. Yeah. Had, do you know what? It's funny you say how you know how the because I mean that that I I felt from memory that that game really ignited the Liverpool game really ignited our season. But yeah, like I say, when I was looking at the results, I didn't realise that following that we lost to Arsenal, we lost to Leicester, yeah. we drew to West Brom, and we drew to Watford. You know, yeah. it was quite. A month November for uh, us you know you, you brought up the Arsenal game now I don't like dwelling on losing to the scum at all um, but I do think I do want to point this out uh, my point of view on that which I found just crazy over all the years I've supported Tottenham unfortunately it's been a period that Arsenal have been a more dominant side than us they've been winning trophies they've been challenging even when they've not been winning, they've been top four. You know, they've always been kind of up there. Yeah. And yeah. we've we've tried to get them so many times. But when we played them, you know, form kind of goes out the window. You know, it's a North London derby. Occasionally, we'd beat them. 
you know, just rarely we beat them. And it was phenomenal, you know, because I got gooner mates and I get stick off them no end. Of so when we'd finally get a win over, even if they went on to win something, I didn't care. You know, we stuck it to them. Yeah. Over the last few years, largely down to Pochettino, I now have an expectancy of us. Not only do we beat them, but I, I expect us to go into those games and turn them over. Yeah. Their ground, our ground, they no longer have this kind of, oh, it's Arsenal, oh, we're going to lose. Now, that's not like an arrogance we're always going to beat them, not by any stretch, because as much as I hate to say it, they've still got one or two players there that are half about. But mm. I I could not get over how their fans celebrated beating us in that game. And I could not get over how their players for that one-off game were better than they had been in any other game last season. Yeah. And yeah, for me, it felt like a massive shift in, you know, they talk about all oh, the power in North London shifted. I don't know about that, but the attitude to their fans, to their players, all of a sudden beating us was the be-all and end-all. Mm. You're, you're right. You're right because do you, do you know what I mean. It was yeah, weird. No, I, I do because you, you know, like you say, you know, you know, I mentioned the dark days earlier, and you know, it yes. was just you know they were winning titles, they were winning uh, you know everything, and we were just scraping by, not getting relegated every season, <laughs> and. Yeah, it was. You're right. I, I, you know, a rare win against them was something to really celebrate. But yeah. uh, so for them, it was part of the course to beat us, wasn't it? And it, you're, yeah. you're right. It, it doesn't. It's not like that anymore. You know. And I'd say that's kind of that's kind of happened in the last maybe sort of five or six years because obviously they've thankfully now they've, they've only qualified for the Europa League. But but before that, when we were still the Europa League and they were kind of uh, still quali- just scraping into the Champions League places. The celebration with it, you know, I can remember one year when they pipped us and it was just sickening, but just seeing the changing room and the Arsenal plays in there, like they'd, like they'd won the Champions League, that's what it looked like, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, obviously now where we're going, we're moving along and I'm hoping with us that, you know... Well, well, this I, is the thing, they beat us last season, but where were they in the league to us, you know? And yeah, we didn't pick up a trophy, but nor did they. Yeah. Um, you kind of, you know, we talk about levels and it's not me trying to be antagonistic either. It's just, it was a real, it sounds daft because we lost the game, but afterwards I genuinely felt like, wow, we're, we're bigger than we used to be. Yeah, yeah. I uh, agree hopefully that makes sense. Um, yeah. But anyway, let's not focus on games we lost. We smashed Real Madrid. How the hell did that happen? It was just, it, it, it was one of those ones where you, you it, just, I mean, you have to keep rubbing your eyes and saying, yeah. am, I, "Am I watching this? Am I going to wake up?" And yeah. we, 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 it wasn't just uh, we didn't sneak a win; we, we, no, we destroyed no. We, them. We outplayed them. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, we outplayed them. Uh, I mean, I that game was just phenomenal because I, I think, I think we all went into the Real Madrid sort of double header home and away thinking if we can come out with this with a couple of points, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one we, even. We, we'll still get through. I mean, they're two-time European champions at the time. I mean, they'd gone on to win it as well, which, you know, it's a little bit sickening, but it's what it is. Hmm. I mean, what were we, the only team to beat them in the Champions yeah. League? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we beat them well. And it's something else as well. The, the Real Madrid team that we hammered, everyone calls washed up. Hmm. And then they went on the window thing, and everyone's yeah. now calling them the best team. Yeah. Uh, and quite fun, yeah. funny enough, as well, it was the Liverpool fans that were telling me that we'd beaten a washed-up uh, Real Madrid team as well, which yeah. poetic justice of that, really. Uh, mate, they're the Liverpool <laughs> fans. We we could have a whole podcast just with me shaking my head at them at the minute. I don't. 
<laughs> between the petition to have the game repaid or the petition to have what's his name put in jail for the grievous assault on Salah. I mean, Jesus, guys. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so carry on, my friend. Right, so yeah, back, back to the league. We, we got ourselves back together. Uh, walloping Stoke 5-1, which is a great result. And yeah. we kind of just in our home form just... You know, again, I say that in inverted commas because obviously we're playing at Wembley, but our, yeah. our form at Wembley just seemed to really kick on, you know. And yeah. you know, we beat Brighton two 0 and uh, I'll, I'll have to mention we got walloped by Man City, but that was a wide in the middle of the season. Yeah. But then the Boxing Day, I, I went to the the, the Boxing Day game um, against uh, Southampton, yeah. and it was a really strange one because you know we absolutely destroyed them five two, yeah. but there was. There was a, I don't know if, uh, and this is maybe my sort of inexperience at actually going to games, especially at Boxing Day, but the atmosphere was so subdued. Yeah. And even though it was a great result, and I know it's only Southampton, you know, but still it's a great result. Yeah, it just, there was nothing. There was no atmosphere no. there. So, I, so, such a strange game. To be honest with you, I, I've been to a couple, um, but the only time I've been to a Boxing Day, what was it? It might have been New Year's, New Year's Day. Um, we smashed Chelsea five three, was it? Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, came back a couple. And I got to be honest with you, that was the only game I've been at one of those times where there was a real kind of uh, normal game atmosphere. But uh, no, Boxing Day can be fun though. I mean, the, the you know we won, which is the main thing. But I think sometimes when it's a game where you never look like you're going to lose, you know, you look like you're going to control it from start to finish, get the result. It starts to feel a little bit like a friendly, yeah. And the atmosphere reflects it, you know. I, I guess. I mean, to be honest with you, it was one of those games as well where I know uh, Southampton only scored a couple, yeah. but they could have easily scored more. And yeah, and I, yeah. I genuinely mean this when I say this. When we even when we was five two up, I was still thinking, oh, "What might get another just to be oh, sure?" You know? Mate, you, you wouldn't be a Spurs fan at all. I mean, every, <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast is sat there thinking. 1-0 is the most dangerous scoreline you can have in football. 2-0 is even worse. 3-0, I'm still panicking. 4-0, yeah, yeah. is it how long's left? 5-0, how long's left? 6-0, maybe I can breathe now. Oh my God, it's 6-1, we need nine goals. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it just, it doesn't matter. I mean, we've all, <laughs> yeah, that's a very Tottenham fan thing. It is, yeah, very Spursy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is the new definition for sure. Being, being 5-0 up with 10 minutes to go, thinking, come on lads, keep it tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. No, so we, um, I, I, you know, obviously in January we had the uh, the FA Cup game, didn't we? I took my little boy to the. Uh, it was his first game at, at Wembley, the Wimbledon one. It was quite a good game, actually. Yeah, and the, the Wimbledon fans were really good. Obviously, they get more of an allocation, don't they, in the cup games? But they made yeah. it a really good atmosphere. There was nothing from us at all. But you know, it's Wimbledon, isn't it? You know, you're yeah. not gonna, it's going to be hard, hard to kind of get a, get much of an atmosphere going, is it really? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, but my um, one of my uh, uh, another huge highlights is the the the, the return fixture in February at Anfield, the Liverpool uh, game. <laughs> that was just unbelievable. I mean, you, you could could you have had more drama in that last ten minutes than than you no, did? No, <laughs> no. I I think possibly we are now about to hit on why Liverpool fans decided to hate us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact there aren't petitions against diving, you know, oh my God, if I have to hear one more Liverpool <laughs> fan talk about diving, it was it was becoming painful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we Wanyama's goal, I mean, that got voted our goal Dunning. of the season. My yep. God, was that a hit. 
seriously, I think if the net hadn't been there, that's gone through the person in the stand. That was he yeah. hit that and meant it. Um, and of course, there was a penalty decision, and you know, it's one of those. It was a penalty. It's just one of those things, mm. and uh, it's one of the reasons why I quite love Eric Lamella. I know many people don't, but the guy gets it, and he's even looks like an aggravating git, you know? Yeah, he does, and, yeah. And that fight. just looks like someone who likes aggravation. And if you learn about how he grew up and the type of football he played in the area he grew up in, and you, you realise that you don't want anyone else but him playing against Chelsea or Arsenal or Liverpool because he just gets stuck in and he, he knows... He knows what he wants to win, and he, he uh, earned us a penalty um, by getting kicked up in the air. Uh, fair play to the linesman, by the way, uh, or assistant referee, depending on how old you are, um, for giving it because you had to have some bottle to do that oh, at Anfield. Yeah, um, front, was it in front of the? Was it in front of the cup as well? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, geez. you've got to have some bottle to do that. Um, yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, fair play to him. I was, I was happy. Uh, See, this, this is the thing. Here's me talking about you know my, my positive attitude, but I actually turned the telly off when Salah scored. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I might have mentioned to you at the time, but I turned yeah. the telly off, and I just, I, I, you know, I, especially as I've as I've got older and I've got children yeah. and kind of I realised that, you know, I'm a diehard Spurs fan, but yeah. there's more more to life. So yep. if you know we don't lose as often as obviously we used to, but nope. normally when a defeat happens, take it on the chin. Let's move on to the next yeah. one. But obviously at the time when Salah scored, I, I've never gutted. felt as low and as gutted as yeah. I had. And I think obviously the the two things was Kane missing the penalty to make it two one. Yep. And then and then it, you know you think ninety first minute game over, don't you? That's not ninety first yep. minute. So I just turned the television off. Sat. I think I, think I may have even just come out the lounge to get away from it. And then yep. I just. I think you sent you put a message on on yeah. Messenger saying penalty. What? And I just ran yeah. back on, managed to get the television on, just as came. This is just insane. This yeah, this no, game is insane. Absolutely insane. I mean, Harry Kane became Liverpool's favourite son by turning to the camera as he walked off, saying, "You don't give me two chances." That's I right. Mean, yeah, that's 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 probably yeah, another reason they, why they, they, <laughs> they've they've hated him ever since. Um, but yeah, I mean, oh dear. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, so there we go. Our record with Liverpool this season. Now we've talked about it, I can understand why they hate us. I think yeah, we've just identified it. It's coming, cl- becoming clear. Yeah, right? yeah, I got it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Obviously, we had the the great um, result against Arsenal. Uh, yeah. You know, like you know, like you said, like you said earlier, you, you know, you play Arsenal and. I, I, I was, you know, obviously I was absolutely ecstatic that we won, and yeah. you know, come away really happy we beat an Arsenal. But there was a, there was an element of, you know, well, we we deserve to beat them. We're a better yeah. team, you know. Yeah, they, and um, I remember because uh, I sometimes enjoy the pleasure that is Arsenal fan TV. Yeah, um, we all do. just just because sometimes when I'm on Twitter, someone will share a link to somebody. And there's one guy on there, and and I don't watch it enough that I know all their names. I know they've become almost football celebrities, most of them. But there was this one guy who said the worst thing about this is that Tottenham fans don't even gloat anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the the whole joke used to be, oh, losing the Tottenham's a nightmare. They'd make a DVD about it. That's right. And yet he was kind of like, they're not even gloating. They're just like, yeah, we beat you. Move yeah. on. We're yeah. on to our next game. We were with you playing. Go back to, you know, trying to finish above Burnley. <laughs> yes, see, enjoy your, your mid-table challenge. Oh, there we go. See, I managed to get a little dig in there, didn't I? See, I, I, yeah, I managed I to it. needle that one a little bit. 
yeah sorry mate yeah go on <laughs> well we we had the um the the, the big highlight of, of march as well was beating chelsea that was yep. just uh that completely smashed that hoodoo out the window didn't it man and that was a long time coming yeah oh, well 20 28 years 1990 was the last time we beat them yeah. at the ground yeah uh, we we um i mean obviously my 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 uh memories of i mean i wasn't at the game but watching it was that absolutely fantastic goal by Ericsson. Oh, I actually, when he, when he scored, I don't know if you thought this as well, but when he scored, it was just like, wow, like, you know, it, yeah. it was almost like, did that, did that go in? Like, it, it was, yeah. I think the whole ground was stunned. It, it was stunned because when you saw him hit it, it looked like for all intents and purposes, the keeper was just going to pluck it out of the sky. Yeah. But it was just this perfect height and dip that it was just over the keeper and then just under the bar. I mean, you just... Uh, he could, and then the players afterwards saying, "Oh, he does that in training all the time." And I'm thinking, "Wow!" Because yeah, yeah. what see, a wonder strike. See, that's the thing. Like you know, you look at Wanyama's goal at Anfield, and yeah. guarantee he strikes that another 99 times. No, and he's, he's not no, going to get that's, near. That's that's Rose Ed. That's yeah. DDA Zakora finishing levels. Yeah, I reckon. absolutely. Um, but, but you no. can see you can see Eriksson scoring a few goals like that in the future, yeah. can't you? You know. Well, he does. You watch him play for Denmark, mate. He, yeah. He's a. You know, I, I laughed the other day. They said, oh, congratulations, Christian Eriksen's been named in the Denmark team. I'm thinking, surely the Danish players are being named in the Christian Eriksen team. Because <laughs> exactly. the bloke carried them to the World Cup. Of course he did, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I mean, the other goal in that game, wasn't it? The through ball and Delhi taking it yeah, and just... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a phenomenal That's goal as well. He's got he's got that ability, hasn't he? I, I, I seem to remember a couple of seasons ago, didn't he score that goal against uh, Everton? When yeah, I think it was totally yeah. sort of crossed it over to him and he yep. just took that one touch didn't he and he's yep. got he's got fantastic control hasn't he, Espe- he has. especially like under under pressure you know because you know any footballer can you know a professional standard is going to have a good touch but yeah it's how he does it under pressure that really impresses me yeah and i mean he he's infinitely possible you know uh popular with chelsea fans as well which i yeah. enjoyed yeah um just running off with you know what are you singing sorry what are you yeah, singing cupping his ears yeah exactly, um yeah. Yeah, and, uh, again, he's a bit like Eric Lamella for me. He's a right antagonistic git, which yeah. I, which I enjoy when they're on our team. Yeah, no, you need you, you need them as well, don't you? You need to you, you need players like that to kind of, you, you know, we, we've for so long we've been a team that's kind of just been easy to roll over, and you you, you want aggressive players, you want antagonistic players. They're the ones that that you know, yeah, that make you successful, aren't they? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we then head into um, May, and it's all becoming really scary when West Brom beat us, and Chelsea start winning games again, don't they? I'm not going to miss them, Barcelona. No. To be honest with you, <laughs> no. enjoy the championship. Long may you stay there. Yeah, oh, yeah. The amount of times that team ruined my frigging weekend. Oh my god. But the, but on paper we should have. I mean, like obviously we drew against them at Wembley and we lost at their ground at the Hawthorns, but. Should, like West Brom on paper, a team we should be comfortably bleating, but oh. we just like we don't we have this problem. We I know we we've got the odd good result against them, but they're yeah. one of those teams that we should have beaten them a lot a lot more times than we have done. Yep, massively, and like I said, uh, good riddance. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> long, yeah, yeah. Long long may they stay down yeah. in the championship and enjoy their time with Aston Villa, another team that I was happy to see them back on. <laughs> well, hopefully they might even do a Sunderland and uh, completely disappear from any from the radar. <laughs> Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So then we had the last two games, and we had to win the two of them to finish uh, third. And you yep. was—I don't know if you was just pretending to be confident, or you was really confident that we were going to win the two. But I—I'd reached this point because I—I 
I deal with the comments a lot on our Facebook page. And I'd reached this point where I decided I was just going to be confident because I believe in what Pock has done with the team. I believe in the players that we got now. And I believe that they have developed from a couple of seasons ago. Now, a couple of seasons ago, and I've tried to wipe this from my memory, we lost that game to Newcastle and finished third in a two-horse race. That's okay? right. Yeah. Which was just ridiculous. It happened... And the reason why that happened is because the players had the Euros, the European Championships coming up, and they all switched off. Yeah. They all they all switched their focus to their national teams, and that result happened. Now, with the World Cup this year, I could see that again. You could just see Kane was nowhere near what Harry Kane is. Because mm. of his injury, I think he was nervous. You know, mm. He didn't want to miss the World Cup. Hey, he's human. It's human nature. I can completely understand it. Um, and you could just see it with a few players. Ericsson, the same, you know, didn't want to miss the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, you, there was just this thing. They just weren't at it at all. Uh, my, but my confidence came just purely from, I read uh, Pochettino's book. I know how much that Newcastle result hurt him, and I know how much he drove into the players, how unacceptable it was. And I just felt that by hook or by crook, this team were going to get us over the line. And thankfully, they did. Well, hook, hook, or, hook by hook or by crook, the, I think that's how you can describe the last game, can't you? Yeah, yeah it was insane. It was mental. It was absolutely it was, mental. It was an end of season game which felt like there was nothing on the line with just two teams deciding, hey, let's just go for it. You know, yeah. It's a nothing game. We're in the sunshine. Let's have a laugh. In reality, there was something pretty big on the line for us, nailing down third place. But here's the difference. In that last season game against Newcastle, when they started scoring, our lot gave up and we just got hammered. Yeah. In this game, our lot kept coming back. So any time Leicester took the lead, I mean, what they were three one up at one point. Yeah, it was, yeah and they yeah. scored just after half time, which yeah. is normally yeah. when a team scores, like you know, to make yeah, it through that's when, that game yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we won the game five four, yeah. um, and we deserved to win the game five yeah. four. So, oh. yeah, I mean, it kind of summed up the season really. Some madness, but uh, but we won. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We did well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a shame Kane couldn't get three golden boots in a row. But he'll, he'll come back next season and start his quest for three in a row again. Yeah, but, I, I think he's got a great chance. I mean, like you say, you know, we 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 get to see whether Salah can repeat what he done this season. You know, I'd be surprised, and and that's no disrespect to him as a player, but teams now are working out how to defend against him. By the end of the season, you could see that teams were like, okay, Salah's playing, this is what we do. Um, And his goals started to dry up. Now, you could say just forming and out, etc., but you could tell teams were setting up to make sure. And teams do that with Kane. You know, you watch him play, and he's typically got two or three people on him. And that's when Delhi runs past him and gets in on the goals, etc. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, if Salah can adjust and still bang them in, then I'll hold my hands up and say, well done. Until then, you know, it was a phenomenal season, but nothing more than that. No, yeah, I agree with you. Well, they, they made an hour documentary about him, didn't they? So, Well, of course. Yeah, <laughs> why, why not? Liverpool, Liverpool fans will buy it. They'll buy anything. <laughs> but, well, I've, Sam, I've got some interesting... Um, little stats from the season. Lay them on me. Some of them might surprise you, actually. Okay. Right, so if you um, look at the table of uh, long balls that have been, or successful, completed long balls, where do you think Spurs are in that table? For for long balls? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Um, well, we didn't have Toby for a lot of the season, and he was our kind of rapier passer. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd put us kind of mid-table. I wouldn't have thought we were near the top. We were. We were top. We were the only to- only top fight side to complete more than 1,300 long balls. It's wow. Insane, yeah, that really surprised me. <laughs> the amount of times I'm screaming at the TV for them to kick it long when they're messing about at the yeah. back and being closed down, and you're telling me we were top. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, what, what the hell do I know? Okay, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, well, and also, fair as well, another one that really surprised me. Um, so, teams that were dispossessed uh, the most. Where would you put us there in the table? There, dispossessed the most. Yeah. Oh God! Um, well, the negative part of me would say you'd put us quite high because I seem to remember in games where we'd lose the ball, and but then again, that's just me—the whole dilly dallying thing at the back <laughs> drives me insane. Um, I I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I really don't know. I'd put yeah. us, I'd put us near the top. Well, yeah, second. Only only Crystal Palace uh, with four hundred eighty-two dis- dispossessed more than us, four six one, right. and that that really surprised me because you know I know Dembele's had his problems and he's missed games, but whenever I've watched uh, Dembele play, he hasn't lost the ball. And I know that's only one player in the 11, but you kind of, you know, you, you uh, think... I, of... Unfortunately, yeah, I can believe that one. I yeah. Mean, I, yeah I, with us, the way we play out from the back, when it clicks and we play through a team, we more often than not are really on the ball and, and we're going to attack and we win the game. Every now and again, you can just see us not working. And teams are just up on us, and we're rushing, and we're losing the ball constantly. Um, so yeah, I can kind of believe that. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, uh, I mean the, the other the other stat that um, I was surprised to read, but was quite impressed about, was that, uh, and this is really a testament to I think the mentality that Pochettino uh, puts into the players. Yeah, we only threw away four points from winning positions in the league this season. The, the, the two against Burnley and the two against Brighton, and the, apart from that, we didn't throw away any other points. I, I, I actually, yeah. I actually didn't believe it. I actually had to look through the, the results. I'm like, that can't be right. And I went through them all. Yeah, and that was the only two games, the only points we threw away in the whole season. That is a massively unspursy stat. I don't yeah. know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like yeah. I say, it's a, it's a testament to the mentality, isn't it? Like you know, we, yeah. we go ahead and we stay ahead. You know, and yeah. No, no, I agree. And uh, it is a massive change that we're all still trying to get a little bit used to. I think. Mm. But um, okay, man. Is that the end of the stats? Uh, there was one more to mention because I, yeah. I know we did we did say about uh, our player of the season, and, and I did say Jan Vertonghen. Yeah. And this was when I was when I was looking sort of looking up the different statistics for the season. It popped up with the, the players' individual statistics, and really that some of them really sort of confirm why you know he was player of the season. I mean, yeah. he, compl- he completed the most passes. Out of any player, which I think yep. is quite impressive, is. most ta- most tackles, yep. uh, one of the most aerial battles, uh, most clearances, and most interceptions out of any player in the team. Yep, and, and he got his goal. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he, I, I, I sort of was on the fence about that because I don't ever want to overlook how phenomenal it is the amount of goals that Harry Kane scores. Um, but I did feel that Vertonghen getting player of the year this year was just, I don't know, he was just phenomenal every game, every game I watched, um, to the point that if he ever did something wrong, it stuck out, because it was like, wow, you know, how uncharacteristic, but the one thing I would say is, you ever see him make a mistake, he recovers it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, and, you know, just, I'll touch on as well the the fact that Davinson Sanchez, 
he's got yep. Jan Vertonghen to thank really for yeah. being able to kind of uh, settle into the team and you know obviously you've, well, got, the, you've got the two there but having Vertonghen next to him is there's the expression you know sitting under the learning tree and I can't think of a better calmer central defender for him to learn from Absolutely. I mean if only Led King was still playing but mm. you know he, Jan Vertonghen phenomenal um, yeah. and so calm all the time I mean, he still looks like a miserable git all the time, um, but I've now learned that that's just him, and that's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I yeah, love the bloke. He's brilliant. I, I always remember just briefly. We, I, I went to the um, a few seasons back. I went to the uh, Spurs Arsenal game in the cup, the whatever it was at the time, Carabao Cup. We, yeah. The one we lost two one. I think that who was it? One of their players scored a couple of goals. Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. I can't yeah. remember his name, but. What one thing that sticks in my mind at the time was a lot of the first team players w- weren't playing because yeah. it being a, a, a league cup game and uh, they were warming up and Carl Walker uh, kicked kicked his foot in the air and a bit of mud flew off his boot and hit Fatonga in the in the yeah. eye complete accident. Yeah, Fatonga took it so badly. Yeah, like he re- he really just gave him this really dirty look and said a couple of things to him and I was like in my mind I was thinking he's just accidentally done it, mate. Yeah. Calm down. No, but no, no, <laughs> don't mess don't mess with Super Yan. God. <laughs> And did you say Carl Walker did it? Yeah, yeah, well, which yeah. is kind of... <laughs> yeah, he should have stuck one on him. Yeah, he should have, shouldn't he? It yeah. up. <laughs> um, right then, so yeah, we. I mean, we're going to have an ongoing feature on the podcast where we basically ask people on our Facebook page, uh, which is facebook.com slash spursnews, um, and we're going to ask people to comment on various things. So when we're going to record, we're going to say, this week we're recording on this, and people can lay their comments and we'll go through them. Uh we posted that we were going to do our inaugural podcast and we did have some comments and guess what buddy yep i have some theme music for the feature oh fantastic i know you ready yep now it's time for your comments so what do you think of the music excellent yeah, I knew you'd like it. Um, okay, so I have got the comments here. Comment number one from a gentleman called David Hunt. I have to be very careful how I say your name, David. Um, he puts a podcast, so 21st century, as opposed to, you know, Arse Fan TV. Um, as amusing as it has been, it's so last century. I can't decide if David's being super sarcastic, but who knows? Um, maybe Emery will get them to develop Arson on Hulu. I don't even know what Hulu is, but never mind. <laughs> uh, anyway, wonderful news about the pod. Really looking forward to it. Well, David, I hope you're enjoying it. Um, we have Michael Bones. Uh, Michael Bones says it's really not been a bad season at all. So we asked everyone just to talk about the season. Uh, Considering we didn't play a single home game, the togetherness of the team and manager is nothing short of impressive. Last season showed how mentally strong we are, something you just said, Uh, even when confronted with loss of form and injuries. The last game of the season showed me the difference between this team and those of the past year. The new stadium will have a team gracing it that is on the up, Coys. I agree with that. Yeah, I thought you might. Uh, Baz Horford says wise words to Michael Bones. There you go. <laughs> uh, we now have Michael John Rogers. Is it just me, or all our fans got like surnames and stuff that could easily be in porn films? <laughs> we got we got Hunt, we got Bones, and now we got Rogers. It's a good job that yeah. the Hunt hasn't got the same first name as the other yeah, two. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I, yeah, Michael Ulmer. Yeah, that's, yeah. Let's let's not go there. Um, 
<laughs> so it's going to be just incredible. Sorry, yeah, this is Michael Rogers. Hi, Michael. Apologies for that. Uh, it's going to be just incredible to see our beloved Spurs playing in our new stadium next year with the new financial competitiveness that gives us, yet to be seen, by the way. Uh, it certainly points to good times ahead. Now just to keep the core of this fantastic team together. Call me naive, but I believe they all want to stay. We'll see, Mike. <laughs> um <laughs> See where we can go, at least for another season. Yeah, probably right there. Um, Scott Turner says, Given we're playing at Wembley all season, I didn't expect or hope too much. Uh, And I thought our, in air quotes, home results would suffer as a result, especially considering how great we were at White Hart Lane. While the FA Cup semi-final was disappointing, we didn't mention that. We didn't mention it on purpose as well. Yeah. Finishing third, and Scott puts above Liverpool again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Scott, you needling sod. Uh, and the Champions League spots, massively important to help finance our new home. Yep, I'm with you. Uh, we now have a comment from Lorna Sparks. I, it's got to be Sparks, I think. S-P-A-R-K-E-S? Sparks? Yeah, yeah. Sparks. Yeah. I was going to say Sparquez, but no, no, that'd be. She's Spanish, then she'll. Yeah, Luna Sparquez. Hey, Luna. Um, we all have, we all, we all have to be pleased at the last season. Away from our much beloved White Hart Lane and playing all matches away from home, we did remarkably well. Shame we didn't manage to get any silverware. Lorna, why bring that up? I was having a really nice day, uh, but hoping for a better in the new stadium, coys. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, we all now know that we're just waiting for the new stadium so we can start winning stuff there and it'd be a nice story. That's yeah, all. Of course. That's yeah. all. Uh, Andrew Peckham. You ought to be a Spurs fan, mate. Your surname's Peckham. <laughs> Great season for us, I think. Some amazing highs. Arsenal at home, Liverpool at home, Madrid and Dortmund at home, Juve away. The usual Spursy lows. War spam, <laughs> wet spam in the cup. Yeah, I didn't talk about that either. That was, yeah, I'm, I've wiped that from my mind. Both Man City games, Juve at home, and obviously the FA Cup. New season, new stadium, and maybe a huge sign-in. What, like Peter Crouch? Peter Crouch, bringing him back. That's the homecoming. monster signing. <laughs> it's not Bauer the homecoming, it's Peter Crouch the homecoming. Hey, Peter Crouch would probably offer more off the bench than some of the strikers we've had the last couple of years. All right, I'd, let's, I'd let's, agree with you. I'd agree uh, with you. Scott Dawson says... Buzzing for the new season and the new stadium. Just need some world-class players in. He says bail. He then goes lol. LOL. Uh, we have hit a brick wall. Pock, the right man to make the right choices for me. The man's a legend. But he then puts a question mark. I think he meant to put an exclamation mark. Yeah. So if I read this how he's written it, it's Pock's the right choice for me. The man's a legend. Legend. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I'm Ron Burgundy. Uh, okay, now we've got Alpesh K. Patel. Alpesh, if I'm saying your name wrong, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I'm from Bristol and I massacre everyone's names. Uh, I can't wait for the first home game as we were, as we were away all matches last season. Will the club play the classic tune, Welcome Home? Um I don't know what they're going to do. I think, yeah, we'll find out in the first game. I've got yeah. something to ask you about the new stadium in a minute, actually, Matt. It's, it's one of my points, so don't let me forget. No. And the final comment is John Richardson. I was quite happy with our season and progression. It's a marathon, not a sprint, from Riccio Pochettino, and there wasn't a blood or a boom in sight. Coys. I exactly. think he was. I think that was another dig at Arsenal fans. 
Yeah, and their television station. Yes. Yeah, I, I yeah, I haven't said you get me fam at one point in this, so I think I'm doing well. Um, yeah, so there were a few things just currently in the news surrounding the club, so we'll wrap up with that, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so the first thing I'm going to touch on then, because I just said it then and I will forget because I'm rubbish with stuff like this, the new stadium, right? Mm. Everyone's going to want to be the first team to beat us in the new stadium. Mm. Everybody. Absolutely. Would you rather lose the first game there, but then go on and do really well? Because, and the reason why I say that, it's almost like getting it out of the way. I know that sounds really dumb and a really kind of stupid thing, but the longer you go unbeaten a place, like the season at White Hart Lane, we went the whole season unbeaten. But towards the end, and I started to realise we were unbeaten there, it became more of a thing. I mean, to be honest, you're right. I see your point. And I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, I'd rather win every game eight nil. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to happen, is it? And, yeah. and if you if you look at the if you look at last season at Wembley, I mean, we lost the first game to Chelsea. and We had a pretty decent. Yeah. Uh, and and to be honest, you could probably you could probably use that for last season. You could say yeah. teams wanted to go to Wembley and be the. They did, know, yeah. And beat Spurs, you know. Which so is it's why good. I think that season's experience is going to help us so much adjusting to the new stadium. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I okay. Agree. Um, right. Um, the next thing, Pochettino to Madrid. Discuss. Oh God, he can't. Like the guy has just signed a contract and still, st- he obviously you see all the different reports, don't you? And you yeah. hear the different stories. Yeah. Pochettino has signed a, a new five-year contract. I know contracts don't mean as much as they used to in football, but what, what for me the thing that makes me calm and and pretty confident he's not going to go yeah. Yeah. Is Pochettino is all about loyalty isn't he loyalty yeah. is very high in in his priorities and yeah. he, he instills that and, and I think he gets it a bit from Alex Ferguson because I think Alex Ferguson was very much like that with Manchester yeah. United which is what where I think a lot of the success from you're you're playing for, for this club and you're going to be loyal to this club and I understand players come and go and we're probably going to see a few go this in, you know in the summer but maybe but he's a he's a you can see it. He's he's very loyal. He's a very big part for him, and yeah. like he's he's a very, you know, he almost he almost sees his players. I think as family, like his children. Like you can almost see him. Like he, you know, I think he does. And you have to remember that he does have two sons, both at the club as well. Um, yeah. His older son is one of the sports scientists for the team, and his youngest is in the academy and is now about to become a second year um, in the academy. Hmm. Didn't get many games, but I did get to see him twice. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I probably will say this on the point. I watch a lot of the youth games. Um, I don't say I go and watch kids a lot because you know that has certain inflections to it. But <laughs> I go and watch a lot of the academy games. Um, and I'm I'm luckily enough to be very good friends with someone who's actually a scout. I'm not going to name him because he's told me loads of times I'm not allowed to tell people. But I've just told everyone on the podcast, so <laughs> screw it. Um, and he gets me, and when he's watching someone, he will say, "Oh, do you want to come? There's you know a game." between a development team and somebody and and I'll go with him and I've actually managed to watch uh, Pot's son a couple of times and he's an aggressive git but Senior was aggressive wasn't he yeah but fair. he was a defender his kid's like a midfielder probably a winger I was expecting this uh, you know speedy you look at him as well he's got you know this kind of you know Latin American you're expecting him to go past people he runs through them no, really? um, no, I, I like him, um, but he didn't get a lot of games. Uh, um, I hopefully next year he will because yeah. I'd be really interested to see 
I mean, I'd love him to do well if for no other reason than I'd just love Pock to have this awkward situation of where his kid's there banging yeah. on the door. Yeah. Like, you know, like, Dad, I'm better than Sissoko. Put me in. <laughs> yeah. um, you, could always, you could imagine Levy saying, right, you want to leave? Yeah. Well, yeah. triple it if you want your son to leave as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, you want to sign him? Ooh, it's going to cost you. Um, so you're not worried about him going to Madrid? You think that's done uh, and dusted? No, it, 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 it's done dusted. I, don't, I, I, okay. I, I would be absolutely, completely and utterly shocked if he's not yep. with us next week. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd need to go to therapy, I think. Um, summer signings. Do you see us making... I mean, there's no point naming names, but do you mm. see us making what people would class as a marquee signing? I, I or think, do you think it's business as usual for us? It's, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I was thinking back to the time... Because we're, we're at a kind of... And one of the one of the one of the uh, people on, uh, made a comment saying about feeling like we kind of we hit this we hit this brick wall, yeah. And it feels like we're kind of we are we're at this point, which is probably where Pochettino's comments came from just after the Leicester game. You know, he realizes now that we're kind of at an end of a cycle now, aren't we? And yeah. if we carry on the way we're going, nothing's gonna we're not going to get any further. We could finish third again, and you know we could have a decent run in the cups. But if yeah. if, if if we're gonna win a Win the title, or, or win the Champions League, or win the you know win the FA Cup. We we we've got to we've got to have a, a mark, we've got to do some things differently. You know we've got to have a marquee signing, and, and you know I think that's what we need a player. Uh, for, you know obviously you say not naming names, but my, you know my, a, a, my question though was do you think we will make a marquee signing, or do you think it will be business as usual? I think we will. <laughs> I, I I think I think. No. So the, you the, think the, before the window closes, we will make a signing that everyone will go whoa. Yeah, and and the reason the, the reason I'm confident in that is because of the of the interview of of the post yeah. um, the, the remarks by Pochettino at the uh, the end of the uh, end of the Leicester game. I've okay. got the feeling he know he he knows that we need a marquee signing, and I think I think he's probably got one in mind. <laughs> Needing, wanting, and getting are very different <laughs> things. Um, however. Uh, the next one is Toby. Is he gone? Yeah, well and yeah, truly gone. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah. the last one from me is I want to touch on Mr. Danny Rose. Um, do you think he'll be a Tottenham player next season? Uh, I know, I know how you feel about him, but I, I would uh, see, like. To... I yeah, yeah. You'd like to see him with us next year? Yes, yes. Okay, so I, the reason why I want to finish on this Danny Rose thing is because today, as we're recording this podcast. A news story has come out about how Danny over the last season suffered with depression. Um, I've read the interview. I've gone through the whole article. Um, it completely explains away the problems he was having. It can completely explain away the Sun interview he gave. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, depression, mental health. I think it's incredibly brave of him to come out and talk about it. Mm. Um, at the same time, I was a little bit annoyed that once again. He seems to just like to have a little jab at the club. Um, he mentioned in the interview, oh, you know, there were lots of arguments behind the scenes, which I can't talk about or I'll get fined again. Mm. Um, now, the problem is when it's a written text from an interview, you can't get the tone of how it was said or in what regard. Um, but written down, it, feel, it felt very much like you know, Danny, learn from your mistakes. You're clearly not. <laughs> um, I, I, I think the thing with him, he's, he's, he's clearly, 
frustrated that he he like I think he wants us he wants us to push on like he yeah. like you know going back to the last question he wants us to buy a couple of marquee signings you know to really invest in the in the club to yeah. kind of to push on to that next level and you know I don't know if you've. I remember reading about it a year or so ago. Uh, Danny Rose is the most vocal player on the pitch. He does, like the other players say he just does not shut up for the no, no, entire ninety minutes. So he's a very vocal player. So I, I think that kind of goes I, hand in hand with him. Maybe you, you know. I I don't agree with him going to especially to that newspaper if, if any newspaper. Yeah, but you, I, I I just I think it's it's him venting his frustration. Maybe right. a bit of naivety. Maybe a bit of like you know. He could have done it in a different way, but I kind of see where he's coming from. I, I well, do. Well, this is the thing that there are two debates over it. One is what he said, and two is how he went about doing it. Mm. The what he said, I think people could argue about. I think people could say he's right. I think other people could say no, he's not. And I think there is a genuine debate around his opinion. But at the end of the day, it was his opinion. His opinion was the club signings aren't up to a level. They should be looking to sign better players if we want to win things. And he said that, you know, the wages at the club were not being paid what we're worth. Yeah, that could all be very well argued and say that he's right in a lot of those regards. The, the flip side to it is he signed a contract and was out injured for eight or nine months. His contract doubled his wages and then he played two games after signing it. If that contract he signed was so out of character and out of line with what he felt he should be earning, he shouldn't have signed it. Mm. So that, that you know, that's put it that way. If you've been off sick from any job you've ever been on for eight or nine months, and then you slag the company you work for off to the media, demanding a pay rise, who else thinks they'd still have a job when they got yeah. back? Yeah. You know, you, you do have a fo- point. footballers are in this kind of bubble, and he even said that himself. He said, you know, people go on about you know, how much we earn, but, you know, we're in our own little world. And in our world at Tottenham, we are not earning what other people are. And he is right in that respect. But at the same time, to go to that rag, to do that interview, was completely the wrong way of doing it. Um, At the end of the day, he was a left wing when he signed for us, converted to a left back on a loan at Sunderland, was struggling really to nail down a position and to find his form. The fullback whisperer Pochettino himself came in, he coached him, he told him, you know, I'm going to make you an England international, and he did, and he was probably the best left back in the country, if not in Europe, for a season. Mm, um, you know, second season he was carrying on as well. The injury derailed all of that, and for him to then throw it back in the club's face after they'd basically paid him, supported him, and coached him to get him to the level he was at. Yeah, he had to put in a lot of hard work himself. Of course he did. But without the club doing that, you know, do you think he'd be at the level he was if he'd signed for Sunderland and gone down into the championship? No, Not you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, you're um, right. Um, and, I mean, and he did just slap the club in the face. And that, for me, was what aggravated me. And as you can tell, still aggravates me. <laughs> so you wouldn't be unhappy <laughs> to see him go this season? This, uh, to be summer. honest with you, mate, he wanted to go. And this, this is the other thing. If a player wants out, then okay. The only reason he's now not wanting to go is because the clubs that wanted him have pulled out. All of a sudden, Everton are the only club that want to sign him, and suddenly he wants to stay. Yeah, Man United yeah. come back in for him. We won't see him for dust. Yeah, I agree with you. I do agree. Um, and because of that, yeah, uh, you know, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. Off you go. <laughs> Good luck. And 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 this is the flip side of this, okay? I have been a massive fan of his since he, we signed him. He scored that wonder goal on debut. I used to go and watch all the academy games, and 
the kid was brilliant. I even on a couple of occasions had the opportunity to talk to him. Uh, unbelievably polite, unbelievably kind, nice kid. Signed a couple of autographs from my young cousin. Um, you know, really, really nice. So when all of the social media was slagging him off all the time, when he signed his new contract, I was one of the lone voices talking about how great he was and how much I believed in him. So I kind of took it personally yeah, when he yeah. turned around, which is ridiculous, and you shouldn't. And I laugh at myself for doing it, but I did. I yeah, took it like a right. massive, yeah. you barst you. Yeah, I was supporting yeah. the hell out of you. Mm. And to turn around and you know make out like, you know, the whole world's against you and you're wonderful and we all, we're all crap. But anyway, there we go. <laughs> that's Danny Rose for you. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, so that's the podcast, really. Um, we've rambled on for over an hour, uh, which is kind of where we're going to aim to keep the podcast so people don't fall asleep. Um, yeah, uh, we are going to come back again, providing people listen and enjoy it. We're going to do a show during the World Cup, depending on the performance of Tottenham players, how far they progress. We may do a couple of shows. Uh, we'll see how that goes because, of course, you know, England... Well, well, yeah. I mean, if we make it out of the group stages, then I'll be, I'll be surprised. Well, yeah, it'd be funny. I can't wait to watch England versus Belgium, man. Harry Kane against Toby and Jan is going to oh, be excellent. amazing. Yeah. And Dyer versus Dembele in midfield. I, I want blood. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I can't wait for that. Um, so the World Cup, we will then do a season preview before the season starts. Hopefully, talking about that marquee signing, Matt reckons we're going to get. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's it, man. Anything else you want to finish with? No, I think it's, uh, I've spoken about everything I wanted to, and you and uh, yeah, brilliant fun. All right, then, mate. Well, in that case, I will speak to you again soon. A big thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and get in touch. Well, if you've got any comments on the podcast, just comment on the page, uh, message the page. Me and Matt will pick it up. I'll speak to you again soon, mate. Yep, take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. And remember, to dare is to do.